of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, Common Sense Conservative Values. It is what we promise. It is what we deliver. It is our focus. It is our great joy and privilege to do this every single day with you. Thank you for being here. If you're new to the program, hey, remember, we got a podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. Also have that website and the app, Wendy Bell Radio Network. Uh, We're going to be pushing out a new app soon. We'll give you all those details when everything's got the thumbs ups in the uh, app stores. Just delighted to be with you and for you to share. And I think that's what we do, ladies and gentlemen. If you like what you hear, as you do other conservative broadcasters, share with other people. That's how we're overtaking this media corruption and filth is you're finding voices that you can depend on, that you can rely upon. And if we're one of those people, hey, thank you. We appreciate you. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I'm getting into that time in my life with my kids where Christmas is actually enjoyable. It's fun when they're little because they don't have expectations yet. And to see their joy and the surprise and for you to start sharing with them your family's traditions. It's fun, but then it gets stressful. It gets super stressful and it gets expensive. And then somewhere after high school, I think, or in the high school years, we start to kind of mellow out with what our expectations are. We moms in particular, I think, maybe give ourselves a break and realize that the joy of the holiday, whatever holiday you celebrate, isn't about the stuff. It's about the feeling. And every now and again, When it's dark outside, maybe early in the morning before anybody in my house is awake, I'll go outside with Murphy and I'll just peer through the windows like an outsider looking in. The fireplace, the elf on the shelf, which has made a a miraculous appearance overnight, a Christmas tree, some decorations, but it's the smell inside, I think. It's that pine and the cinnamon 
and about good home-cooked meals, maybe Christmas cookies. It's just about all being together under the same roof, not so much what anybody gets or gives. It's another mental snapshot. And I love it. In today's America, though, those family traditions, going to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, or maybe going to the Rockefeller Center tree lighting ceremony last night, things that you like to do with your family, pastimes that we've enjoyed for generations. We have a group of people who've not heard the word no, who want to ruin it all. They want to invade that space. They want to shout above the Christmas carols. They want you to pay attention to them and to be angry because that is what they are. At some point, the collective We the People pushes back and tells these individuals, sit down. Put a sock in it. We're tired of you. And we're tired of what you're trying to do. Last night in New York City, though, at Rockefeller Center, it was a virtual riot. It was a mob. It was a pro-Palestine, anti-Israel group of ne'er-do-well activists who clearly got the casting call earlier. All meet at this location. In fact, there's an actual map that has been handed out to these groups. These activists, progressive, crybaby jerks who want to spoil Christmas, who want to crap all over Hanukkah, who want to destroy the sanctity and the peace of the season of thanks and joy. And things got vicious. Police officers were attacked. And I'm sure, in keeping with the whole January 6th thing, that all of the surveillance video around it, and there's a lot of it, is going to lead to the arrest, to the, net, the incessant interrogation, to the rights violating of these people, and then their lives basically just being tossed away as they are convicted by biased judges and juries and sent away into the ash heap of irrelevance in some gulag somewhere to eat crappy food and to be beaten up by prison guards. Oh, that's right. That only happens on one side. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with the childishness. I'm tired of feeling like the only adult in the room. And I don't think it's too much to ask for others like us to join us and push back and thoroughly reject this new generation of bullies. Individually, these are very small people. They are small, insecure, wayward people. Because when you are small, insecure, and wayward, and you find a cause, no matter how ridiculous, you find meaning in that. You find purpose. You're somebody there. Even if it means you go out and say horrible things like from the river to the sea. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. 
There is no venue that is off limits. There is no place, no ceremony, no sacred site they won't go and trample on. They invaded Rosalind Carter's funeral in Atlanta. Think about that. They glued their hands to the pavement to disrupt a parade that thousands of American families go to every year. They want to make every tradition, every celebration, every peaceful moment of joy and gratitude something that is dark and angry. And I reject that. This dual thing we've got going on has also become quite wearisome to me. Every single day, it seems as though someone whose values I agree with, you know, freedom and kindness and family and faith. Someone out there who shares those values that you probably share as well has one of their freedoms stolen, their voice snuffed out, their rights violated because we have allowed crazy to run amok unchecked. All it took was one person to push back, one police officer to do something right one grown-up in the, in the room to say, no more. We are done. You people want to get out there and you want to vandalize, you want to create problems. We will arrest you and you will be prosecuted and you will be put behind bars with the darkest of dark. And maybe somewhere in that process, as normally works, you'll have an epiphany. And you will make a choice. Do you wish to continue down this path? Or are you ready to grow up? Now, these are conversations I have with my own children. And I feel that we, the parents of this country, not just in our families, but collectively as the overseers, the protectors, the guardians of this great American experiment, I got to get busy fast because I'm done. How dare you try to ruin Christmas? How dare you violate the innocence of childhood? How dare you target our children? Because if that would be the case, and if this is where we're going, if this is the new scene, the backdrop of America, then it will be war. And when you put kids and families on one side, we do not lose. Period. This is where my mind is today. And isn't it a curious thing that that beautiful Christmas tree, presidential Christmas tree, White House Christmas tree, gets blown over in the wind. It's almost like God's on our side. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Can connections get you freed from Hamas terrorists? Apparently so, as I'm still waiting for any more Americans to be released. Anybody? You guys heard anything? What do we got? 
Oh, we don't know where they are. Okay, great. Next. I was driving yesterday and I heard a, uh, a news report. Do, 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 do. This just in. Breaking news. Two Russian hostages have been freed. Now, I no, no offense to Russia. I'm delighted if anybody escapes. Savages, barbarians, period, right? Uh, uh, this was some kind of a negotiation between Putin and Hamas. Where the hell is Joe Biden? What are you doing, dude? Besides zero. Zero. And then the offensive part of it is when Corinne Jean-Pierre comes out and tries to tell you that he's this integral figure. Like, he's not going to that climate conference of suck today in like a major oil exporting country, right? To talk about how they hate oil, because that makes sense. He couldn't go. He's far too busy being in, involved in these negotiations with Israel and Hamas. He's not doing crap. He's in his hyperbaric chamber, okay? How do they get two Russians released? How do they get Syrians? How do they get all these other people released? Where are the Americans? And that brings me to this, because they don't care, see? Our country doesn't care. Our government doesn't care. They didn't care about freaking East Palestine, Ohio. They didn't care about Lahaina. They're still trying to tell you that fewer than 100 people died in Lahaina. Are you out of your ever-loving mind? Anybody with functioning brain power could see fire, the likes of which almighty hell hasn't seen. It jumped into the ocean. It was so wild, that fire. And yet those folks have gotten zero crickets. Of course they don't care about hostages, right? So I'm not upset that this little girl, Abigail Moreden, Moreden, whatever her last name is, she's darling, whose parents were killed who was taken hostage, has been released. But the Hunter Biden art buyer, great aunt of hers, who advocated for her release from Hamas captivity, ticks me off. You ought not need connections. You ought not have whatever the hell this clown paid for lousy artwork. You ought not need power and influence to have your life or the life of someone you love matter. But that's all this is. The American kidnap victim released by the terrorist group Hamas during its ongoing ceasefire with Israel is the great niece of Elizabeth Hirsch Naftali. We've told you about this major Democratic Party donor who paid handsomely for Hunter Biden's art and won an appointment months after that. Like, wow. That's so weird. Not. Won an appointment to a Plum's uh, cultural post from President Biden. Her connections went all but unmentioned as she advocated in a series of nationally televised interviews for the release of her four-year-old grandniece, Abigail, a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen whose parents were murdered by marauding jihadists who captured it all on GoPro, because that makes sense. 
Do you mean to tell me? Let's just say it was me. I'm a nobody. A quick Google search of my name, though, brings up all sorts of interesting tidbits about me. Namely, that I'm conservative. Namely, that I am MAGA. Namely, that I'm done caring about these lackey machine swamp dwellers. Namely, that I speak my mind. And that probably makes me dangerous to them. If it was one of my children who was being held by Hamas, or a grandchild if I ever had one, do you really think I would have any standing whatsoever to go to the government and say, hey, that's mine. Can you get her back? She's just a baby. See, politics now is an ugly wrinkle on everything. You're not who you are, the individual. You're who you are, how you vote. You're who you are based on whether you support Israel. And right now, that's the scarlet letter. These Jags who invaded and corrupted and created a riot out of a Christmas holiday in New York City yesterday have maps of targets of businesses and, and media centers, including Fox News and others in Manhattan, on a, on a map. Welcome to New York. These are the places you want to target. With what? With what? And how long is it going to take for one of these things, one of these protests... To go haywire. They have vilified hundreds, now thousands of people. They have put folks who flew into Washington, D.C. on a terrorist watch list. They are following you if you follow Donald Trump or, God forbid, retweeted one of his tweets. They follow you if you go to church. Or if you love your family. This is, this is where we are. Well, Thank goodness this was a Democrat donor who could give money to Hunter Biden to create, I guess, a little breathing room for him. Thank God it was her great niece that was let go. Now where's everybody else? Coming up on the Wendy Bell Radio program, reason number 412 why Matt Gates demanded single-issue voting. Oh boy, wait for this. It's part of the defense budget. You need to know next. Before I bounce off of this little girl, and I, and I hope and I pray that that young lady does not grow up remembering what she and her family have gone through. Let's just say that out of the, out of the gates here. You got to love this article, realclearinvestigations.com. Republican House members have been investigating possible connections between Hirsch Neftali's art buying and her government appointment to the U.S. Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. It's so duh, right? 
do, 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 do. There's been a baggie of cocaine <laughs> found in the White House. Whose could it be? <laughs> I don't know. I'm totally stumped on this. They're trying to figure out if there is a correlation between the open border and the crush of humanity from places that I can't even pronounce here in the United States. I, I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, that's probably a causal relationship. 20 different shell companies and nine Biden members, all sorts of deposits. They're investigating to see if it's suspicious. <laughs> really? Because really? I can hit fast forward on this button right now. Let's go. Let's go. One of the things they want you to not pay attention to, we must pay attention to, because there are almost 60 different lawmakers on both sides of the aisle who are urging Speaker Mike Johnson not to do one of those slipperoonies, putting something that we all need to pay attention to that needs to be robustly, I guess, discussed. But they just want to slip into this big defense authorization bill. It's called Section 702. You guys heard about this? It's a surveillance A-OK that gives the federal government more of uh, the authority to, under the guise of terrorist threat, somebody shaking a bike rack outside of the Capitol on January 6th is considered so much of a terrorist threat. He was sent to prison for years, right? So you can imagine how this could be manipulated, how it could be overdone, overused, trampled. So here's your story. 54, it's probably more now, House lawmakers, Democrats and Republicans, conservative and progressive, are calling on House Speaker Mike Johnson not to extend a controversial deep state surveillance law in a defense bill. Can we all just agree that the government is way too weaponized against certain kinds of people in this country and the weaponization falls squarely on conservatives? Democrats aren't being investigated. We know this. They're not threats. We are. MAGA. Representatives Warren Davidson and Zoe Lofgren, two skeptics of government surveillance, spearheaded this letter to Johnson, which comes weeks before the year-end deadline of Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA. You've heard about FISA. You know how the Democrats, how Hillary Clinton's team lied to the FISA judges and got access and the ability to do things predicated on lies, surveilling people in Donald Trump's orbit, people like George Papadopoulos, you know, names like that. These people have trampled the sanctity of FISA for years. And now they want to do it a little bit longer. That's what this is all about. The 54 House lawmakers said in no uncertain terms that Speaker Mike Johnson, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell should not pursue a reauthorization of Section 702, temporary or otherwise, in the National Defense Authorization Act. 
If Section 702 is to be reauthorized for even a single day, it must be through standalone legislation subject to robust, open debate and amendment, they said. All right, so let's talk about this 702. Under Section 702, U.S. intelligence agencies, intelligence agencies conduct mass warrantless surveillance on American citizens. That's gross. A clean reauthorization or extension of it only continues this abuse. Congress has to allow opportunity for open debate for amendments and reform prior to any reauthorization of the legislation. Andy Biggs says this is a spying authority. It can't be tied to a massive piece of must-pass legislation like the national defense budget. This would be an affront to the American people who have voiced their strong disapproval of Section 702 and to the integrity of the legislative process, rather. Look, I, I don't think it's even a question that you and I are fundamentally opposed to gross government overreach. And it's happened every single time you and I talk. There's a new example to share with you. Enough is enough. Even voting yes to extend this. So this is one of the little caveats, which is really intriguing. And this is where they try to get you on the semantics of it. We're going to stick something in there. And it's going to mean something that you don't know it means until you pass it. Even voting yes just to extend this for a couple months would allow the government overreach to continue for a full year. How is that possible? Well, here we go. And this is kind of the concerning part. So Breitbart News went to Speaker Johnson and they said, hey, we're hearing all this stuff that this Section 702, which allows warrantless surveillance of everyday Americans under the guise of terror. We've got to be able to move fast. We can't wait for red tape. Hurry, 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 hurry. Do you ever notice that? That they're, when they're trying to pull a fast one, time is of the essence. We can't wait. People's lives. <laughs> so obvious. Whereas what we need to do is have conversations about it because when we talk about things, we realize that they usually suck. But they can't get from Breitbart, they can't get confirmation from Speaker Johnson's office that he is leaning towards allowing the 702 to get stuffed into this bill that Congress has to vote on before the end of the year. Breitbart News, as well as Wired, reported that Speaker Johnson and Democrat leaders are considering slipping this reauthorization of Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act in the National Defense Authorization Act, a defense bill that has little to do with government surveillance. Why don't you pull it out and let us talk about it on its own merit? Because we can't do that. Because then you'll find out what we've been up to. That's the point. That's why you need to know this. Section 702 is a law that a law is a law that allows intelligence agencies to collect communications of targeted foreigners. It also may lead to targeted surveillance of Americans private communications, which privacy advocates consider a run around the 4th Amendment's requirement 
for a warrant to search Americans' communications. This allows anybody to bust into your house and say, you know what, we want to look at your computer. Hand it over. Well, where's your warrant? I don't need one. I no longer need to go to the judge and explain who you are, why you're a threat, and how I plan to use the information I want to go seize from you and what I'm hoping to accomplish. It's a carte blanche, do as you will, with a highly politicized, weaponized federal government, which we know from soup to nuts, from whistleblowers and common sense, is corrupt as nuts. In fact, coming up in the program, and this is an important thing for you guys to hear. If you agree with me and my supposition, and I don't think I'm wrong at all, January 6th wasn't some organic event. It wasn't a bunch of people milling around at the ellipse after Donald Trump was talking who were like, well, what do you guys want to do? Want to go grab a cup of coffee? Now nah, let's go over to the Capitol and hang around for a while. People we've spoken with who were there say that areas were blocked off, that there was a channel like a cattle call push. Go this way, exit the ellipse this way and traverse this way. And it deposited people at the Capitol. And then they found it very odd. They'd been to the Capitol many times. These are people who've protested things that the government has done before. There used to be, at past protests, hundreds of Capitol Police, a dearth of police. Why were they moving the barricades? Why were they welcoming people in? Why were they high-fiving people? Why were they giving fist bumps to people? Why were they opening doors for Jacob Ch- It was a setup. It was a setup, and we're going to hear from one member of Congress who says the number of people... FBI agents inside the Capitol that day will blow your mind. It wasn't 10. It wasn't 40. It wasn't even 100. It was more. And these people are the ones with the Section 702 who want to be able to surveil you should you ever step out of line and not have to go to a judge for it. And here's the thing. If Congress votes to extend Section 702 rather than let it expire at the end of this year, which it is slated to do. Expire. Go away. Be done with. If they vote just to extend it a little bit, say until August, because that's or not August, April, because that's been one of the proposals. There's a provision in this bill. Which means the slightest extension means the, in- the ability of the federal government to, without a warrant, surveil us would be good for yet another full calendar year. Not just four months, not just until April, but until the end of 2024. Do you guys want this government under these Democrats to be able to do whatever they wish without parameters, without a judge, hopefully one that's not corrupt? Looking at them and, and, and their abuse of power? Of course not. So this is what we are watching. It is important. This isn't the sexy stuff. This isn't the headline that makes you go, oh my God. Oh my gosh. You've got to hear about it. It should be. Because everything that you hold dear and near to your heart, the sanctity of your home, your privacy, the things that you and your family communicate about what you type what you tweet what you read and what you say according to this your government can see 
all of it. Don't go anywhere. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, you know, when all else fails and your individual policies of suck are ruining your city, there's only one thing to blame. What do you think it is? I'll drop it on you next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. The San Francisco Standard headline. How about this? This is absolutely awful. Awful. Crocker Galleria, downtown San Francisco's other mall, is down to three tenants. Three tenants. It is this big building that is sitting there empty. There's like some lonely coffee shop inside. It was home to the best shoe shine in the world, apparently, but everything apparently is long gone. VIP luggage and leather, Aracy lingerie, Tomboy Taylor's, Giorgio's Pizzeria, Abigail's Flowers. Each one of those stores was part of of an American dream for somebody. And because San Francisco, like Baltimore, like Cleveland, like Pittsburgh, like Philadelphia, like so so many cities, it's not safe. It's not secure. It's not fun. It's not the holidays when you get carjacked, right? Not to mention people are now fighting and stabbing each other, shooting each other in the malls. Three stores. Three stores. That takes me to Chicago. If we're gonna if we're gonna spread the blue state blame around, there's nothing the Democrats touch that doesn't end up crappy. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson blames right wing extremists <laughs> for the city's problems. That's rich. <laughs> That's super duper rich, my man. <laughs> You're such a turd. My my my. <laughs> Let's get some of the details here. How is it possible that we are to blame? Well, Democrat Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson, who's done a bang-up job after Lori What's-Her-Face, blamed right-wing extremism for some of the ills facing his crime-ridden city. What did these MAGA extremists do? Did they get together and all, like, hold American flags? That could be super stressful. I could get that, right? What'd they do? All get together and what? Pay tribute to a veteran? I know, that's extreme. I get it. I'm with you. Johnson issued his statement about the, quote, far right during a press conference Tuesday. Quote, what we've seen is a very raggedy form of right-wing extremism. Everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically run cities. And quite frankly, they've been quite intentional about going after democratically ran cities. Wow. That are led by people of color. (laughs) So it's not your fault. It's not your predecessor's fault because she was the queen of suck. You've now taken her tiara. It's right-wing extremism. I'm sure he's got some examples. Let's find out. Quote, It's the same party that wouldn't accept that President Obama was actually an American. What does this have to do with crime in your city, my man? 
What does this have to do with rampant carjackings? What does this have to do with a mass exodus from Illinois specifically? Your zip code. What does this have to do with rampant retirement of your police force? Because you've crapped all all over them, (laughs) demonized them and then defunded them. And then all of a sudden you have rampant crime to the point where Walgreens can't even put up merchandise they have to put up photos of merchandise and i'm sure even the photos have been stolen by some of these people (laughs) this is amazing it's the same republican right-wing extremism that stormed the capitol it's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of the civil war yeah i'm i'm lost on that one did did he have a different a different history lesson in school than i did I don't, I don't think he went to school. Does he understand what happened as a result of the Civil War? <laughs> right? He's black! <laughs> oh, you can't fix stupid people. He says it's raggedy. It's disrespectful. It's mean-spirited. Mean-spirited, Brandon, is people painting glue on their hands and gluing their hands to the ground to dis- disrupt a parade with floats and marching bands. Mean-spirited is a swastika at the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree ceremony last night. That's mean-spirited. Mean-spirited is people getting gunned down in your city every weekend. I don't know what you're talking about, Brock. Because the Chicago Sun-Times, if I'm not mistaken, has a running website, a tally of the homicides in your city, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> you know, and and you can't get you can't get angry. I've passed the anger phase. This is now amusing. Don't look at the things that I've done. Don't look at my policies. Well, your policy I don't even know what your policies are because you're ineffective. You're a black man who had the opportunity To regardless of race or gender or anything else baked into your DNA. Just do the right thing. Make people safe. Listen to what they say. Make it it worth living there again. But because you're part of this victim machine, there's no accountability These are the leaders in our country. These are people young black boys and girls would look to and say, look at the mayor of our city. What good has this person done? That's not the failures of right-wing extremism. That's on you, my man. And I feel for you, but I'm tired of people like you. Because my city has a similar mayor, a zero. And being black doesn't make him a zero. Being a zero makes him a zero. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up on the Wendy Bell Radio program, all my pages are messed up. Let's talk about the Trump trap. Amazing words from Clay Higgins. Holy smokes. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 